0: Our extended body or our surroundings have a powerful impact on our physical and emotional health. Each day, we are in constant contact with the environment around us, and from knickknacks that fill our home to piles of paper in our office and the email box filled with unread messages, whether we realize it or not, in addition to impacting our well-being, our surroundings subconsciously also influence how we behave and interact. The space we put ourselves in can foster peace of mind, healthy living, and life satisfaction. They also create life dissatisfaction. So if you're stressed and overwhelmed or at the opposite end of the spectrum where you lack energy and get up and go, following the principles of Ayurveda and streamlining a few things in your environment can have some impressive and quick results. We take our environment in through our senses, sight, sound, smell, taste, and touch. Today, I'd like to talk predominantly about sight, what we visually see around us, and how it makes us feel. We'll also look at what it is that makes most of us clutter magnets. So let's dive in. Welcome to the official podcast of True Basis Health, where we focus on living a life that connects health and mindset for optimal well being. In each episode, Mika Hill, certified total well being coach and perfect health educator, will cover bite sized topics ranging from transformational well being practices to maximizing mindset and how to live a rewarding life full of purpose. Here's your hostess, Mika Hill. Hi, friends. I want to tell you how pumped I am about today's podcast because it's really near and dear to my heart. Having been in the garbage business for most of my career, I have a fond appreciation for getting rid of or recycling what no longer serves you. There is something about clearing out the stuff you no longer use, putting it at the curb or taking it to a local donation center and it never taking up mental space. Of having to tend to it again, that is so satisfying. Over the last few years, our homes have really become safe havens. And I have to say, I don't know if it's because of the weather that's been getting nice outside or I'm just following my own advice again, but I've been doing some major cleanouts. And if you're in the Clarity Club, you know my story about the downsize we did to a 24 by 24 guest house, AKA the cat house during the renovation of our homes and I did a major clean out and it felt oh so good well between COVID shutdowns and this winter spending so much time at home things started to kind of accumulate again and not in a good way sometimes it's not about adding new stuff it can be having stuff that no longer serves you or just playing too much either way I had noticed several things started to outgrow their homes and a purge was in order. Have you noticed additional anxiety when things feel out of place? Like maybe your life tends to model the chaos in your environment, or could it be the other way around? The chaos in your environment models the chaos in your mind. Whichever came first, the chicken or the egg, the fact that you are noticing your environment is impacting your mood is a great first start. So clutter or organized chaos. I recently read an article titled Cluttercore. And as soon as I saw the headline I was like, what is that? <laughs> Apparently, it's where sentimentality and organized chaos meet. And according to tags on int- Instagram, it's a trend. <laughs> Cluttercore is using curated collections to create a highly personalized cozy space that tells a story and brings a sense of joy. Think organizing with meaningful souvenirs, childhood mementos, trinkets, figurines, putting them on full display. Chaos and clutter doesn't necessarily have to bring up thoughts of an episode of Hoarders, apparently. (laughs) As I started looking to to Clutter the pictures were actually pretty inspiring, obviously well done for the photo op, not too visually overwhelming. There were lots of layers and places for the eyes to rest, but it got me thinking about the time I tried to do a photo wall collage, (laughs) and it didn't quite turn out like the inspiration picture. Anyone else done that? I tell you, it's a real challenge when you do it on an angled staircase. Well, I guess all staircases are angled, but anyway, it takes talent is all I can say, and I did not have that talent. So, How do you distinguish between clutter and cozy? Just like they say, beauty's in the eye of the beholder, so is clutter. What's cozy to one is clutter to another, right? So many people have collections. I remember a friend telling me about a collection of figurines and how it was a pain in the you-know-what to dust around. Given that comment, I don't think she'd subscribe to the whole clutter core movement. My nephew is a big Lego fan. He spends so much time building each creation. They all hold a special place in his heart. I tried to move one once, and a part fell off. Literally, like a piece fell off. And you'd think I'd taken it back to basic. My sister has devoted an entire loft of their house to his builds, because what do you do when your son's finished his 50th Lego creation and you can't have your living room looking like a Lego store display case, right? Do you or a family member have a collection of sentimental objects or artwork? How do you see it? As cozy fun memories or as chaotic clutter? Better yet, what do you do when the people around you don't have the same idea of chaos? Studies have shown that when we perceive our environment as cluttered, it exacerbates the feelings of overwhelm leading to stress. When our living and working spaces are filled with an overabundance of things, the chaos and disorder cause our bodies to release the stress hormone cortisol. What's interesting is researchers from DePaul University in Chicago published a study in current psychology that found that volunteers, indicating their home was cluttered, had a higher tendency to procrastinate because either they wanted to avoid unpleasant tasks, or it was too time-consuming to complete the task because of the additional sorting required. Hmm. Unfortunately, ultimately, clutter problems were associated with life dissatisfaction. And I can attest to that. Before my clean-out, I can't tell you how many times I'd look at my to-do list, and it would have sort closet by garage door, organize pantry, get rid of clothes that don't fit, I'd start the day stressed thinking about the mini projects. I'd come home thinking I didn't have the energy to tackle those three things today. Literally, each of the tasks would have taken less than an hour of focused attention apiece, but they stayed on my to-do list because the tasks seemed daunting. I knew there were things I didn't want to get rid of and I didn't have the mental capacity to think of where they could be rehomed. Each day, I'd beat myself up over not having crossed off those items on the list until one day I decided enough was enough. I decided I would do some thought work around my procrastinating on the project and I realized that I was the one stressing myself out. I remembered how the weight lifted off of me after the last clean out and when I gave myself the time to get over the overwhelm and see the situation for what it was, It was like one of those cartoons where they light the fuse and the characters in a rush to do something before the bomb detonates. (laughs) As soon as I came to the realization and witnessed what I was doing to myself, instead of being the victim of a long to-do list, I became the person who couldn't get those three items accomplished quick enough. And just as suspected, it was a wave of relief. And I did all of them in like less than an hour. So over attachment, the Buddha, a pretty smart guy by most accounts, says the root of suffering is attachment. In Perfect Health, we learn that attachment comes in many forms. It can be attachment to a person, which is why we grieve when people are no longer with us. It can be attachment to thoughts, a job, material possessions, anything you desire or feel like you can't live without. When you don't have it or you lose it, it can put your life in a tailspin, right? So what is clutter? Clutter is an over-attachment to our personal items. We find it difficult to part with them, and so they stay. The pile grows. The spaces around us become more constricted over time until it gets to the point that we can't think properly. Don't believe me? How many pairs of jeans do you have? Let's be honest. Shoes? You know how online or Instagram, the show Cribs, they do those celebrity house tours and they show the closets with the color-coordinated tops and everything looks like it's a high-end department store arranged by color and length. How many days a week are there? Yes, there are different styles and different fits, but really and truly, how many things do we need? You can only Marie Kondo so much of it before it's just too much. How much time and mental capacity do you spend figuring out what you're going to want to wear? And if our closets do look like the shows and the Instagram reels, how long do they realistically stay that way when real life happens? Let's be honest. So attachment to stuff is super real. And that's one argument for making a conscious effort to acquire less. But have you ever thought about the beginning of the story? why you had the desire for the items in the first place. Assuming they weren't all gifts, you had to purchase or procure them to begin. So I want to talk about emotions and clutter. Um, Let's address when our wants become needs. What was the causative factor behind the jeans collection or the shoe collection? What was the void that was being filled? And I think about the John Mayer song, Why Georgia, where he talks about he fills the spaces with wooden places to make it feel like home, but all he does is feel alone. And he thinks maybe it's a quarter-life crisis or just a stirring in his soul. Wow. I'm telling you, powerful. And that song resonated with me um those lyrics just like totally hit home when we have emotional needs often we try to fill the void with stuff do you remember your first place if it was like mine it was pretty simple like bare bare essentials bed nightstand lamp the living room had a sofa a table tv and the b- obligatory plant to make it feel lived in right Everything could and did fit into a single U-Haul van, and times were a lot simpler then. So how do we go from living in a dorm to having a simple first place to overflowing at the gills, so much so that we need to rent a storage unit to corral all our stuff? What needs aren't being met that we feel like acquiring things will make it better? I think about college orientation and the RA asking, if there was a fire, what would you take? How often do we assess our lives and see what's really important to us? Is it the material things that we are reluctant to let go of? Because the reality is, you can't take it with you when you go, right? That's why it ultimately comes down to being comfortable with yourself and the simple things in life. Having the clarity to realize it isn't the stuff that makes you happy. Just like money can't buy you love, stuff can't buy you happiness. So take a look around you. What's important to you? How are other things just getting in the way? What steps do you need to make to streamline your environment to bring you more peace of mind? So this is Mika signing out, wishing you find a way to create a restful and restorative environment that's not full of a lot of stuff, and that you are able to cultivate clarity in that clear zone. Thanks for listening to True Basis Health. Please post a review and subscribe to our channel. And as you move through your day today, remember a clear mind is a powerful mind. So cultivate clarity with awareness You've got this.